0: Welcome to the Fair Trade Minded podcast, the show which gives you bite-sized information about fair trade and how you can be part of it to change our world by changing your shopping choices and lifestyle. I'm your host Cynthia Cheung, founder of MyFairBaby.com.au. Thank you for joining me today. For the past few episodes, we've been exploring the first four principles of the WFTO 10 Fair Trade Principles. To learn more about how WFTO came about and what each of the first four Fair Trade Principles mean, you can listen to episode 8 onwards. Today, I'll be exploring Principle 5 of the WFTO 10 Fair Trade Principles, which requires fair trade enterprises to ensure there is no child labour and forced labour involved in the making of any of the products from start to finish. That includes the raw materials used, for example, cocoa beans for chocolates or cotton for fashion wear and accessories. Principle 5 ensures that fair trade enterprises adhere to the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child and the national or local law on the employment of children. This includes no forced labour in its workforce and members of home workers. Any involvement of children in the production of fair trade products, including learning a traditional art or craft, is always disclosed and monitored so that the children's well-being, security, educational requirements and need for play are not affected. It's important to understand the definitions of child labour and forced labour. Let's start with child labour. According to the International Labour Organization, child labour is defined as any type of work which deprives children of their childhood, mentally, physically and morally dangerous, and interferes with their education, leisure and development. The worst forms of child labour are slavery, prostitution, illicit activities and those consigned to armed conflict to be child soldiers. Making your kid do chores and help out in your business after school is not child labour, as long as it's not interfering with their schooling or schoolwork or putting them in dangerous working conditions. Now, let's look at forced labour. According to the International Labour Organization, forced labour is any work or service which people are forced to do against their will under threat of punishment. Desperation and fear have made the most vulnerable to fall prey to forced labour. This is modern-day slavery. It doesn't just exist in developing countries, but in developed countries in the US, UK, and here in Australia. Human trafficking is a dark industry that has generated $150 a year from the broken backs, broken hearts, and broken dreams of men, women, young and old, including children. The COVID-19 pandemic has unfortunately fueled human trafficking to grow in our times. The World Health Organization issued a statement on October 13, 2020, saying, The pandemic has decimated jobs and placed millions of livelihoods at risk. As breadwinners lose jobs, fall ill and die, the food security and nutrition of millions of women and men are under threat, with those in low-income countries, particularly the most marginalized populations, which include small-scale farmers and indigenous peoples being hardest hit. With low and irregular incomes and a lack of social support, many of them are spurred to continue working, often in unsafe conditions, thus exposing themselves and their families to additional risks. Further, when experiencing income losses, they may resort to negative coping strategies, such as distressed sale of assets, predatory loans, or child labour. When many countries went into lockdown, the human traffickers were not in lockdown. These traffickers were busy exchanging lives for profits. This problem is exacerbated when organisations that only care about profits turn a blind eye to the ugly truth in their supply chains. It's a pervasive problem which requires a global response. I would encourage you to find out in your own country whether the modern-day Slavery Act is enacted in your country. Join the petition if not. It's about time, organizations, be responsible business citizens and do the right thing to uphold the basic human rights of our fellow human beings. WFTO's Fair Trade Principle 5 sets the bar for what responsible organizations look like. Fair trade enterprises are mission-led enterprises. Their very existence is always about helping people and preserving the planet. Rupa Mita, president of the WFTO, said this at a Human Rights Day back in 2019. When fair trade began as a movement all those decades ago, our dream was about making global trade truly just. This meant an unwavering focus on the people with least power in global supply chains, those making the products that we all enjoy. Decades on, our dream remains just as clear and we march arm in arm with the global human rights movement to make this a reality for all workers, farmers and artisans. Fair trade enterprises don't wait for consumer pressure or market reward to do the right thing. Their mission is central to their existence to bring justice back to trade and change the lives of those they help. One of the causes for child and forced labor to occur is war and conflict. When people are displaced and are desperate, they are subsistence. Acceptable to human trafficking to do work they didn't sign up for. One of WFTO's guaranteed fair trade enterprise is WomenCraft, based in the remote northeast of Tanzania. WomenCraft's mission is to increase economic opportunity in the post-conflict tri-border area of Rwanda, Burundi and Tanzania by bringing rural women together, facilitating their growth and connecting their artistry to the global marketplace. Founded in 2007, Craft promotes peace and cohesion between the refugees and hosting communities. They have successfully connected women with diverse backgrounds to work together as one business and with one common goal. Womencraft's approach has built healthy relationships and reduced tensions between former refugees and refugee-hosting communities in a region marred by conflict. Mukamana Mana was 30 years old and a mother to five children when civil war ravaged Burundi, a small African nation which resulted in more than 300,000 people dead. Mukamana joined over half a million people to flee from conflict. Many families fled on foot in the dark of night to avoid detection. Mukamana and her family ended up in the Mendeli camp in northwestern Tanzania. Burundi women are skilled weavers learning the local craft at a young age. When Women Craft established the first group of women artisans in the Mandeli camp in 2017, Mukamana became one of the first weavers of the Women Craft group in the camp. Weaving provided a good source of income for her family. She was able to buy extra food from surrounding villages for her family as the camp's food rations were not enough. Not long after the women's craft group started in a camp, the Tanzanian government announced that the Burundi refugees will have to return home. Fortunately for Mukamana, her income from weaving meant she could rebuild a new home for her family. She would later start a weaving group near the border of Tanzania. Part of her daily routine is a walk with her colleagues, weave beautiful baskets, placemats, storage, planters and many more, which has given her a steady source of income and great community connections. Today, there are over 600 women artisans who are able to be independent, raise stronger families, revitalize their communities and inspire the world around them. Do check out their aesthetically pleasing website www.womencraft.org to shop around and support the great work of these women artisans. Fair trade enterprises like WomenCraft have demonstrated why Principle 5 of ensuring no-child labour and forced labour is central to the mission of their organisation. Upholding human rights and finding respectable work for vulnerable communities to provide income in connection with others are keys to living peacefully and free from poverty. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please follow us. And if you're listening to us today from Apple Podcasts, please rate and comment because it helps others to find this podcast to learn more bite-sized lessons and stories of fair trade. Until next time, let's be fair trade-minded.